Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. In today's healthy conversation, I am thrilled to be joined by the beautiful Tessa James. First gracing our TV screens during her role as Nicole Franklin on the iconic Aussie TV show, Home and Away, Tessa is as brave and resilient as she is graceful. Opening up about her life as a mum to her two-year-old son, Saint, her earlier battles with cancer and her healthy approach to life. Now living in the sunny Gold Coast with her young family, Tessa was raised in leafy park orchards in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne and talks about how her wholesome family upbringing has played a pivotal role in shaping the woman she is today. Before we get started with today's episode, I did just want to let you guys know that due to the current restrictions that have been enforced due to COVID-19, I'm no longer able to record interviews in person. And if you have been following the Healthy Hustlers for quite some time, you will know that all the interviews are usually conducted in person, but the health and safety of my guests is number one priority. So therefore, they have been recorded online, so the sound quality may vary from other recordings, but I appreciate your understanding during this time. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by New Life's Cocoa Bars. Available in four delicious flavours, New Life's Cocoa Bars are not only the perfect all-natural on-the-go snack, but 100% of the profits go towards empowering women to have their own sustainable businesses in the remote coastal villages in the Solomon Islands. Hello, Tessa, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm super excited to have you on the show. I was a huge Home and Away fan growing up, so I feel like I've followed your journey for quite some time, so I'm really excited to chat to you today. Oh, no, thank you. I'm excited to have a chat as well. Um, So I guess I always start my conversations in a similar way, and with so much happening in the moment in the world, I'd love to kind of know what one self-care practice is for you at the moment that you're really trying to incorporate into your weeks or your days. <laughs> Locking myself in my bedroom <laughs> away from my, my child. <laughs> no, um, I do a lot of wellness things kind of consistently, but I think that I've really placed probably a lot of high importance on my skincare and I've started using a diffuser uh, and incense a lot more, which is something I don't I don't usually do. So I guess they're probably two things that that I've incorporated a lot more into my routine. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. I actually just dropped my daughter at my mother-in-law's and she's moved into a new place and she was saying that she had a really good sleep last night and she thought it was because she had the diffuser on. So there you go. There might be something in that. (laughs) No, I love it. My sister bought me this beautiful like white ceramic one for my birthday and I just kind of have this little like wellness corner in my house with like crystals and the diffuser and incense and uh, yeah I just put it on at night or even just during the day and it's uh it's really nice I do it for my son as well just to try and help him maybe have a bit more of a peaceful sleep <laughs> yeah, send him out a little bit <laughs> yeah 
I could imagine. Oh no, that sounds like such a beautiful self-care practice. And I love, you know, the idea of having those little precious places in your home where you can really go and send out a little bit, um, have some clarity and bring some calmness to your world. I think especially at the moment, there's yeah a lot of fear and anxiety that we're all placing on ourselves. So having that little chill out zone would be so nice. It sounds beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I know it is. It's, it's good. It's very easy too. Yeah, definitely. So I guess, you know, as I did mention, there is quite a bit of fear and anxiety at the moment with a lot of uncertainty, which we're all facing. And I'd love to kind of understand how you're really prioritizing your own health and well-being at the moment. I guess it's just a, a lot of unknown, I think, that's that, that's happening at the moment. And I guess it's the uncontrollable. And I think that how I usually like to function is, you know, to focus on the things that I, that I can control and using my energy and putting my energy towards that. So I think focusing on the things that you can control is probably a, a good practice to have. I mean, I, I'm someone who likes to kind of be very organized and in control and things like that. So focusing on those those little things, I think is is really important. And also too, I guess the, the other side of there being a lot of anxiety and and things like that uh, in in the world at the moment is that everybody's kind of in the same position more or less so i think that you can find some calmness in everybody's kind of dealing with similar things so i just try and you know it's not forever and i just try and enjoy the time that i have at home and uh with with, with my family and um yeah, I kind of just try and focus on the things that I can control. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's something that's definitely coming up in a lot of the conversations, actually. And I reshared a post on Instagram this morning about exactly that, that, you know, we really almost need to be surrendering to that fact that you can only control the controllable right now. Like there is a lot that is out of our control, probably more, you know, obviously more than usual. And I think Mm. if we get too caught up, in that it can be a bit of a downward spiral. Like if we're focusing on the things that we, we literally just cannot control, it's, um, yeah, it can definitely lead to a bit more of a negative thought pattern. So I love that approach of just controlling the controllable. I think it's really important also to, to think that things happen for a reason and kind of try and take the good that, that has come out of this, maybe to slow down, maybe don't need as many things, maybe could do a lot more on your own all of those things are really important to take from experiences I guess you could say it's just yes yeah, an experience yeah absolutely no I couldn't agree with that more now I would like to dive in to your early years a little bit more because I know you grew up here in Victoria in Park Orchards which is where my husband grew up as well it's such a beautiful um, little suburb in the east eastern suburbs of Melbourne so I'd love to get a little snapshot into your childhood growing up uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I grew up out in Park Orchards. It's where my mum grew up. So my grandparents just lived down the road from us in uh, Corridale Crescent. <laughs> and I went to I went to Pops, the the local primary school there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just I grew up there with my sister and my dad and my mum. And I had a really amazing childhood. We Park Orchards is. I mean, back then there wasn't the East Link or anything like that, but it was still maybe like a half an hour drive into the city. And, you know, my parents would always take us in 
to the city and I would always travel and then, you know, living in park orchards, there's a lot of bush, a lot of animals, a lot of nature. Yeah, so, I mean, I had a very diverse childhood. I was extremely busy. (laughs) I think my mum put me into everything she could because I had (laughs) such a high... Uh, I run at such a high frequency and I think being a, a, a kid, you know, you're not quite sure how to channel that. So I was into a lot of, I was quite tomboy actually, I was into a lot of sport but then I was also into a lot of creative artistic things. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good combination of, of both. Yeah, I loved that you just touched on, I guess, your frequency and, and running at that higher speed. How have you over time learned to manage that? It's interesting, I think probably only really in the last couple of years, and I would say it honestly probably just clicked in my head after I had my son. I always knew that I ran at a a very high frequency uh, as a person, like my mind thinks a lot and I've got a lot of energy. But after I had my son, I think I kind of learnt how to calm that down and how to channel that. But it's interesting because I see it in my son. He uh, my mom always used to say that she could see me think when I sleep, uh, oh, and really? I can see that in in my in my son. I can see his mind just racing. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's funny what mothers can pick up. I'm sure you know. Obviously, mm. you saying you see it in your son now. I've got an eight month old daughter, and yeah, it's really funny the little things that you can pick up in them, or you start to discover. Um, and I think when you become a mother, it's almost this, I liked what you said that it kind of clicked or it fell into place when you had your baby. Cause I think you do find this whole other side of you, um, in so many different aspects, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting that, you know, it happened for you when, when you did have your son. I mean, as much as having a child is, you know, extremely challenging and a lot of work on the other side of things, everything finally makes sense. Or it did for me. I was like, oh, like this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm supposed to do. This feels this feels right to me. So so I felt quite at peace with myself. And I think that that's probably where that clicked. That clicked for me. But I'm every everyone everybody's different. Yeah, no, I love that. And I can totally resonate with you. I think I definitely have days where I just feel so calm and aligned like I'll just be holding my daughter and think oh this is exactly where I'm meant to be like this is why I was almost put on this earth it's really funny and a lot of people say to me oh is it so surreal now think you have a child and there is absolutely moments where I have that thought but for the majority of the time it just feels so right and so normal for me yeah, I don't get me wrong though. Like I was not maternal. I was not. I'd never held a child until I held my my really? son. Yeah, like I I didn't read any books. I didn't know any. Like I didn't know anything. So so that was that was really interesting. Interesting for me that it that it actually felt felt that way. So were you anxious at all going into motherhood because you weren't feeling overly maternal? Uh, you know, it's really interesting you bring that up. I actually said that to my husband the other day that I was surprised that I didn't feel that way. I mean, I, you know, I, I was kind of like, oh, am I going to know what to do or like how, how am I supposed to know, to know that kind of thing? But I just had the mentality of one, I'm not the first person <laughs> to have gone through this, I'm sure. 
<laughs> that I'll work it out. And, you know, so, so many women have had, have had children all over the world. So I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. And I kind of just had the mentality that whatever's meant to be will be. And I'll just, I'll work it out. And if something doesn't work, I'll just try something else. And I don't know if that's because I had a really good support system. I think uh, maybe the other side of that is having had cancer and gone through an extremely challenging traumatic experience. I just think that I felt very capable and, and quite strong. Whereas, you know, I think for, and I'm generalizing here, but I think for a lot of women, it's probably like the first, you know, pretty big, like, traumatic thing to happen to, to their body and it's quite it's quite nerve-wracking and, and makes you quite anxious so I think looking at the positive of that I think you know be having gone through something quite traumatic I think it maybe prepared me in a way for having a child as strange as that might sound yeah no absolutely I think that's like a really beautiful way to look at it and a really good mindset to go into it thinking because for a lot of women there is and I even like I know personally like until about 20 weeks like I was so anxious about giving birth I think mm. you know my mum had cesarean like my brother and I through cesarean so you know that thought of being in a public system and giving birth was just like so fear-based for me and I had to do a lot of work there to shift that mindset and get myself into a positive state and I think exactly what you said about like reminding yourself that women go through this every day like all around the world and so you know just reinforcing that kind of thing is really important in those I guess times of of fear but yeah like you know what you've already gone through I yeah could imagine that would have been the most horrific thing that yeah you could ever experience so not much else would would probably scare you I guess <laughs> I mean I think you know I uh I had a planned I had a planned cesarean so I had my my son through c-section so I don't know if maybe that kind of contributed to you know I didn't have that anxiousness of kind of what's going to happen am I going to be okay giving birth I kind of had this other thought process of I'm having an operation like I hope everything goes you know so there's there's that as well but I think it comes down to trust I guess in that moment you just have to trust and let go you know uh so there's not much that you can you can do really yeah absolutely and I think it's one of those things that we you know because it's something we have never experienced. Like, you know, I only kind of had my mum's experience to go off. Mm, So it kind of like, for me, it was just like, I always thought that that was the way that I was going to give, you know, have a child was through cesarean. So I think just kind of like shifting your thinking, yeah, is a a really important skill. But, you know, no matter what way you have have a baby, there's so much fear and anxiety that that is placed on it just because of that unknown and because you haven't been through through it before so yeah and also too like you know as much as women you know a lot of women are supportive of other women they also say a lot of things that make you very anxious because you've never experienced it before so you think what if that happens to me or I didn't know about that or am I supposed to have that oh I didn't oh no like you kind of I didn't do that like so I think there's kind of that underlying pressure that kind of contributes 
contributes to being yes. a mom and a giving birth as well. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things that like you almost carry other people's negative birth stories in a way. Well, I know yes. I definitely was. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, focusing like I'd never remember. And I think people often don't share the more positive stories in a way. Like it's always when someone has a really scary story to tell about birth, they're so happy to share it over dinner or you know over a glass of wine and you're just like or or in a movie it's always like a really horrible birth situation it's never that really calm peaceful like process so I think yeah we naturally do place that fear in there we'll be right back after this healthy break are you a snackaholic like me then listen up because I'm about to tell you about the perfect all-natural treats that are packed with the best plant-based ingredients, no added sugars, plus they're refined sugar and gluten-free. I'm talking about New Life's Cocoa Bars, available in four delicious flavours, choc raspberry, vanilla bean, salted caramel and espresso latte. New Life's Cocoa Bars make the perfect on-the-go snack or 3pm pick-me-up. Easy and convenient to have in the pantry, or if you're like me, have a stack in your handbag so you never run out of healthy on-the-go snacks again. The sweetest part? 100% of profits from New Life's Cocoa Bars go towards empowering women to have their own sustainable businesses in the remote coastal villages in the Solomon Islands. You can find New Life's Cocoa Bars at selected Woolworth stores, your local independent grocer or health food store. Or you can simply click the link in the show notes and visit newlife.com to buy a sample pack of their bars today. Use the code HUSTLERS15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Time to get snacking. Okay, now I would love to shift gears a little bit because I would really love to talk about your experience or your time on Home and Away. I was a huge Home and Away fan growing up and I loved watching you as Nicole. And I've actually read that um, it was quite a different character for you to play, that she was quite a different personality to you. So I'd love to get a little bit more insight into that and I guess just your overall experience being on such a popular show. It was probably was I think one of the best work experiences of my life I mean I was there for four and a half years I think I was quite young so I was was 16 so I hadn't played a lot of roles at that point but compared to what I had played yeah she was very different and she was very different for the show at that time but I think (laughs) I always joked I think I I definitely had a little bit of her in me it was just kind of maybe a little bit suppressed or hadn't quite you know come out yet so I really enjoyed playing Nicole but I think overall I really just enjoyed the whole experience it was kind of my schooling it was you know I I learned so much not just on the show and, and from the people kind of the crew and and the cast, but also, you know, I moved to Sydney and I was I was from Melbourne, so I was very young when I'm when I moved out of home. So there was kind of that whole experience as, as well, which was amazing. But if anybody gets the opportunity to do something like that, it's uh you're extremely, extremely lucky. It's a very, a very fun, fast paced show to be a part of. When the decision of like leaving the show or leaving that part of your life, how did that come about and how did you kind of deal and manage it? I was 20 years old and ever since I was a little a little girl, like 
eight or nine, I'd, I dreamt of going overseas and, and having an international career. It's something that I'd always dreamed of. So getting to that point of being 20 and having the opportunity to be able to explore different challenges and different avenues and kind of live a, the second part of, of my the other half of my of my life it was really important to me so I kind of took that opportunity and you know a lot, a lot of things happened for for me from from 20 years old to now so uh, I guess that's just it's just the journey of of life really <laughs> yeah absolutely and I guess then how did you discover your passion for health and fitness because it's a huge part of your life and your lifestyle now so when did that kind of all come into play yeah, I've always been, ever since I was young, like I've, I've come from a very health and uh, wellness kind of orient, orientated family. My dad uh, was AFL player and my mum, <laughs> she'll hate me for saying this, but she was a aerobics instructor and they met at uh, TAFE studying physical education and my parents actually are quite uh they run quite long distance so I was always around health and fitness and you know I always ate quite clean my mum my mum's a very healthy eater so I always kind of had that uh, mentality not kind of extreme to I guess the knowledge that I have now but I always tried to make healthy healthy choices but I guess you know, just kind of growing up and being a, a woman and learning. And I think now there are so many more things that are available to us to kind of explore and a lot more information for what for what is good for our holistic health, I guess. After being sick, obviously, you know, like I was extremely passionate about living a very healthy life but in saying that I lived a very healthy life before that so I kind of probably just shifted a few things after after I wasn't well I don't think I was yeah I think I was I've always been healthy but I think after then I probably just kind of understood exactly what I needed to do rather than um doing everything (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you went through your battle with cancer at a really young age. Can you talk to me a little bit about that experience? I know you you have shared a bit about it in the public before, but yeah, could you give a little bit of insight into into that? It was just something that that happened to me when when I was 23 and I'm grateful for that experience now because I, you know, I'm obviously here and I'm I'm a healthy person and I have a son and, you know, so I can kind of look back in hindsight and be very grateful for the experience that I had. But, you know, it was, it was hard. It was challenging. It was completely stripping a lack of, of everything of, of my whole being, but it's a part of me. It's something, it's something that I went through. It was something I was supposed to go through. And I think that now being, quite a way out of that I I feel now like I'm in a position to share my story not only to make other people aware of you know their bodies and and things like that but to actually to help people and to you know use it in in the right way from from what I've I've learned from it so I kind of feel like I'm definitely in that place 
now. Whereas, you know, before even, even a year ago, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in that place. So kind of being on the other side of it now is, uh, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's good. I really admire the way that you look at your experiences, especially that. I think it's a, a really incredible way to be able to look at something like that and to be grateful that you went through it. So I'm sure that that obviously took a lot of work to get to that point, but you know, you've obviously done the work. So yeah, well done. That's yeah, an incredible position to now be in. I'm extremely fortunate, but I also think that I'm extremely fortunate. And I think that our frame of mind and the way we talk about ourselves, the way we talk about our experiences, the way we talk about things that are going to happen, every single little thing that comes out of our mouth is really important because over time you don't realise but you're actually being very mean to yourself if you talk about yourself or your life or your experiences in in the wrong way. So I think, you know, I've been very lucky to um, not only have a family but my husband who, you know, I'm with all the time has an extremely strong and positive frame of mind and you know he he's had a completely different <laughs> life to me but being a professional athlete you know they they have to think a certain way otherwise they don't they don't achieve what they want to so i think having him and and that guidance and that around me all the time has really helped kind of implement that you know, I always think of it as if I wouldn't talk to my best friend like that, then why would I talk to myself? Yeah, um, it's even little things, you know, and I hear it all the time now, like, oh, I'm just exhausted or it's really hard or it's just this or I just feel like, this, you know, and, you know, we're human, we're allowed to feel those things and, you know, you're going to feel amazing all the time. But just taking a step back and having a bit bit of perspective and kind of realizing what's important is 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 really good for our frame of mind and kind of being productive and and moving forward with with our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'd um, really like to chat about James Wellness because I'm sure all of your experiences um, and a lot of what we've talked about today has led to you launching James Wellness. So what kind of sparked your interest, I guess, in, in launching a product? I was really interested in learning and, and starting my, my own business. It's something that I've been interested in for a while. I kind of wanted to explore that side of myself. And I guess, you know, there is so much that is out there and so much you can do. And I know myself, I'm a very creative person, kind of I, I'm interested in all things from travel to fashion to art to music to acting you know um, all of those kind of things so I think for me starting my own business in the wellness space felt probably the most true for me in terms of I felt like that was something where I had a really powerful story to share with people and something where I could actually really be different and make a difference. So starting James Wellness kind of came out of that as a desire to to start a conversation between women, between men, and, you know, everybody kind of to talk about holistic wellness, you know, emotional health, physical, mental, nutrition, you know, even clean beauty, just 
all of that kind of thing. I just really wanted to start a conversation about that. So that's kind of where James Wellness came from. And then, you know, the the product side of things was kind of my entry point, I guess, into that. I've taken a lot of things (laughs) over the years and tried a lot of things. And, you know, I think that your gut health and and things like that is really where it it all stems from if that is good that's a good you know that's your foundation then everything else can kind of grow from there so that was kind of where I was that was kind of my entry point into starting James Wellness. Yeah I love that and I know a lot of experts actually talk about the gut being like our second brain and I Mm. think for so many years we probably haven't put enough emphasis on our gut and and having a happy thriving gut so um, it's really great I guess to see a lot more research and knowledge in that space and also a lot of people starting that conversation because I think you know at times we can really overlook food as such a essential source of basically medicine like having a really a really healthy diet and um you know using the right supplements and stuff is is really key to our overall health and vitality food is is such a wonderful thing that that we have access to but in saying that if the foundation and kind of your stomach to start with is is not well and and the best that it can it can be and it's not functioning properly then that food doesn't it doesn't really matter how much healthy food you're putting into your stomach so getting that right is really important and that's one thing you know that I've learned over over the years and and through all my experiences is that you know once I kind of have a very calm and and healthy gut then everything else in my body you know my lymphatic system my skin my uh, happiness you know everything kind of functions my energy on the level that you know it's it's really su- supposed to be so I think that that's yeah it's really important yeah oh well good on you doing that it's amazing and I guess have you faced some challenges or hurdles throughout the business journey I'm sure there's been a few <laughs> yeah there's so many oh my gosh all day every day I think you know after starting my business and kind of, you know, even just (laughs) launching my website and, you know, having a physical product, I thought, wow, I just, I would love to talk to more women about actually how they've started their businesses because it is, or you know, and, and men, it's like, it's quite difficult, you know, it really is not an easy feat. And, you know, the more we talk about it and the more we help kind of each other in that, in that space, the better. I mean, I think one key thing that I've learned is that I'm not good at everything. You know, I I, uh, I need to, you know, lean on other people to kind of help me in those areas where I'm not an expert. And I think that once you're able to delegate or even just ask questions to those people, it really it really helps and kind of lifts lifts your business to probably where you want it to be. Yeah, I could not agree with that more. And it's definitely something I've had to learn, especially in more recent times with like welcoming a baby and just realizing that like, oh my goodness, I can't do this all like Mm. I used to try. Um, So I think, you know, finding comfort in asking for help and, you know, exactly what you said, there's so many experts out there or people that know 
certain spaces or things better than we do. So I think just being comfortable enough to ask for that support and outsourcing is so important. It's something that, yeah, I know I'm definitely learning to get used to. And I think sometimes too, even just the idea of like paying someone when you are are a small business and you might not be making a huge amount of money, like that seems like such a, a huge and sometimes unnecessarily thing to have to do. Like I know I'll often catch myself thinking, oh, that much money and I could just do it by figuring it out. But I think, you know, something my husband, he's been in business for quite a long time and he always says to me like, you need to put a dollar value on your time as well. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think really learning to have to do that of like, well, how much do I value, you know, that five hours? compared to the dollar value of paying someone to do it. So I think learning all of those little things over time and getting comfortable with it is really important. So I'm really glad that you you mentioned that um, because I think it's a huge challenge for, especially for small businesses, I think when you are starting out and, you know, cash flow isn't as strong or, Mm. you know, like you you work, you hustle really hard for those, those early dollars. So it's a big learning. And how did you go, I guess, with the branding and the marketing side of things? Like, because you did say you're a creative person. Did a lot of that come to you naturally? That's my favorite, my favorite thing. I love imagery. I love product development. I love graphics, colors, you know, all of that kind of thing. The other other side of things I'm not amazing at. I mean, I'm interested in it, but I'm definitely not you know, I'm just, I'm just learning really. And, you know, which, which is what I wanted. I think it's, I think it's so important to, to learn, but yeah, what I really enjoy and and I'm passionate about is the marketing and the imagery and yeah, how things look and taste and feel and all of that kind of stuff. So that's, yeah, that's something that I really, I get a lot out of. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important to understand in business what your strengths are and also just be really comfortable with your weaknesses. I know Mm. like there was a lot of things that I had to become really comfortable with when starting the podcast because, you know, there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, I could never do that because that's a weakness. But being comfortable with the fact that that's okay that that's a weakness, you know, play to your strengths and then improve, improve in your weaknesses and ask for help when you need it. Yeah, no one, no one is good at everything and you, you can't possibly be and it's so, it's good. It's it's actually empowering and it's good to ask questions and even stupid questions, like things that you might think are stupid or simple or you might need to like ask that question twice or it's not a bad thing. I think it's a a really good thing and, you know, us mums, you know, <laughs> you're, you're juggling, you're juggling so much. So as soon as you can work out what you're good at and what your strengths are, and you can delegate or ask for help in those other areas that it, it just makes your life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I could not agree with that more. So I guess to finish this beautiful chat, I'd love to know from you, what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? I think to be open. I think that would be my advice to my younger self would be just to, you know, things, actually, it's interesting. My dad always used to say, you know, life's a journey and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, thanks dad. But it's not really what I want to hear. But it actually, it actually is. It's life's a journey. And I think I would just say that, you know, things 
are going to happen that you didn't think were going to happen, but it will it'll all work out and life will be amazing as it's meant to be. So I think just being open to to life kind of taking you which way, surrendering to that's probably my advice to my younger self for sure. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such beautiful advice. And it's always funny when our parents give us advice when we're young and we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I know, now I'm thinking, know oh, what's I'll going on. To my son, I'm like, I can hear myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that like my parents? <gasps> oh my goodness, totally. It's so true. There's so many things that I yeah think back on that my mum told me, and I was like, yeah. oh, I remember being 16 and just thinking like, yeah, whatever, mum. Like, I know what's I know, going on, I'm and now you're like, oh, she was so right. I'm thinking, oh god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I often think like, how how can I make my daughter believe me? Like, what would have made me really believe mum when I was 16 <laughs> instead of like waiting until I'm 30 to be like, oh you were totally right like you knew this all along I know know. oh well Tessa thank you so much for joining me on the show I've absolutely loved chatting to you and just wish you all the best for the future and all the exciting things to come with James Wellness yeah thank you so much thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review for any products mentioned in today's show please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.